everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. It's two guys' take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy. We are broadcasting live from the HB5 studios right here in beautiful downtown historic Concord. I'd be your host, Biggin, and good morning. We've got a great show lined up for you today. It's going to be hodgepodge, so just strap on your safety belt, and we'll see what happens after that. Uh, but before we begin, let me go ahead and introduce you to the second half of this crazy sideshow. That's right, I'm talking about the pride of Anderson, South Carolina, 2016's Honorable Mention, Father of the Year, the inventor of the redneck egg roll. Give it up on old mic number one, it's Mojo! And they stay there! Can I put my hands down yet? Yeah, you can. Okay. <laughs> hey, buddy. So, so this is the conversation I had with Larkin this morning. All right. My youngest it. four-year-old. She's so, a four-year-old. Okay. So uh, she walks up to me with a broken figurine of Elsa, the Disney character, mm-hmm. and says, Daddy, uh, Abby broke Elsa. And Abby is our 60-pound Weimar runner. Oh, so, okay. Gotcha. So I'm trying to figure out how and you know, pot, what's the possibility of this happening. So um, how did the dog break? Elsa. Mm-hmm. That's, and, that's a reasonable yeah, question. Yeah. That's where you, you start your interrogation methods kind of <laughs> easy, you know. Right. The, CIA, the enhanced CIA techniques kind mm-hmm. of enter later. So, um, she, Larkin goes, she jumped on Elsa. And this figurine is probably like two and a half inches, three inches. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. She jumped on jumped on it mm-hmm. and scratched it with her nail. Uh oh. So, uh, so I'm. <laughs> At this time, I know this is obviously a false uh, hmm. story that she's trying to push. Okay. So uh, I was like, Larkin, I, I don't think Abby did this. Who who, who broke Elsa? Mm-hmm. She goes, Sissy did. Uh-oh. No, Sissy's 12 years old and has no reason to go around <laughs> breaking figurines. Well, and why is she playing with Elsa? Correct. That's a good um, So, of course, uh, my other daughter, oldest, Nevea, speaks up and goes, uh, Larkin, I, I, I didn't break Elsa. Right. Um you're crazy or something like that. And uh, Larkin goes, hush, sissy. I'm trying to tell daddy this so he'll go buy me a baby alive. Oh. Welcome to the show, everyone. Wow. You can find us on Twitters, Facebook, and Instagram at SFP Radio. Mm-hmm. Um, Southern Fry Philosophy on Facebook. And uh, also you can find us on the interwebs at www.southernfryphilosophy.com. How's your week been so far? Uh, so far, so good. I got a little bit of a head cold, so just okay. trying to mess around with that. Is it Zika? Get rid of it. It could be, have potentially. You tra- have you tra- traveled to uh, Western Africa in the ne- in the last 45 days? No, but I've been to Tennessee, and that could cause it. Yeah. That's, that's what I've heard. There's mountains up there. Good gracious. There's, uh, there's critters up there uh, kind of big. So. Yeah. I mean, it, it's spreading pretty, pretty were you, good now. What were you in Tennessee for? Not really. I was just making that up. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded good. You, going, yeah, though, you had right? me going, yeah. Yeah. Tennessee's my old neck I mean, of the woods. Who, who doesn't want to go to old Gatlinburg? Oh, yeah, get a two foot corn dog. It's like the uh, redneck Monaco. Oh yeah, it's, it is pretty good though. It's a nice place to be, from what I understand. So since we're kind of just doing a hodgepodge show, all uh, over the round, map, baby. the old round table kind mm-hmm. of experiment, we're gonna bring in our guest, or kind of a, we're gonna actually we'll just say he's kind of co co piloting today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremy, he was from the. Uh, one of our previous episodes kind of explained the Pokemon Go phenomenon, and actually renamed a couple of his uh, Pokemon Go characters for us. Oh, yeah. We can get an update uh, on the Pokemon. Yeah. Is it even still going? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't stop. I don't think this machine's stopping at all. All I know is one guy spent 400 something dollars on Uber in one weekend chasing, wow. <laughs> chasing Pokemon. Oh, so, my gosh. Welcome to the show, Jeremy. 
Thanks for having me. I'm just here to fill in whenever you guys need. <laughs> we like that. You're, you're kind of engaging. And, and I think you have some interesting topics. Oh, you're kind of engaging. Kind of engaging. I mean, he's not like sitting in our laps or anything like that. So that's, well, let's hope not. I mean, we are sitting on nice leather couches, which reminds me of some other places. But <laughs> Actually, they kind of – well, I mean, so if you hear uh, at some point in the show where it sounds like we're farting, we're really not. It's just the leather couches. Or it could be farting. Yeah. We can just disguise it as the leather couch. Yeah, I think I've done it a couple times. So I always blame <laughs> yeah. it on the couch. Oh, that could go so many so many ways. That's right. Blame it on the couch. So, uh, speaking of blaming on the couch, uh, sofa, the uh, kayak sofa from. Yes, <laughs> from the saw Olympics. that. Yeah, from the Olympics. Yeah. I wonder how the uh, the independent Olympic uh, Commission is uh, handling that. Have they? What's the results? From what I've seen and done. Tremendous research, i.e., Google, is this true? Mm-hmm. Uh, they haven't found if it's true or not. They can't substantiate 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 that. One, yeah. So, hmm. Um, also, I, I saw in coming in today, I saw that Ryan Lochte, uh, Lochte or Locked. So, Lochte, yeah. are we going to go ahead and do the Olympic update? Yeah, let's bring it in. Here go we ahead. go. This is your Olympic update. So you know it's bad when you just type in Rio medal count, but all you have to do is type the R and everything else comes up because you keep Googling it so many <laughs> the predictive times. predictive programming, yeah. So here we are at, on fra, what are we at, the Wednesday. It's uh, 28 gold for the United States, uh, 86 total, and the second runner-up is 19 with 50 total. So we're kicking A and taking A's, like we should. Yeah, well. It's Great had... Britain also. For, oh, really? For the road. Wow. Yep. What happened to China? They're three. They got 17 and 52 total. Mm, feel sorry for the athletes returning there. They're going to die, basically. Something's going to happen, yeah. Because <laughs> they trade. I mean, they literally train from the age five. Oh, yeah. They're just like how USSR used to do. So Now, have you seen – I was telling Jeremy before the show. Have you seen the, the hammer throw? Have you yeah. seen that competition? The the, the China woman – the. Yeah, she literally scratched on all three oh, really? of her attempts to throw this thing. I told my wife, literally, I could have gone out there and just tossed it, like, maybe a yard, and I would have beat her. That makes me feel good and gives me hope that right. I, can, I can make right. this thing at some point. I I don't know if it's just because of cameras everywhere now, but there, there's been so many rare moments that you now see, of like, from this belly flops. Uh, so I haven't seen this belly flop thing going on. And you sent me the video, and so this is going to be my first time to see this thing, and I've been dying. Because on our website, we had the the Filipino diving thing, so I'm going to show this video and probably just going to laugh for like an hour. So here we go. So we've got um, this guy. He's diving. He's a Russian diver. He's a Russian diver. And actually, he was the the, uh, reigning gold medalist. Oh, yeah. So he's he's going. He's jumping off. But the commentators are even even more brutal than the dive. This is actually in the semifinals. In the semifinals. So he jumps off, does a somersault thing, and just belly flops it. to get that dive in, He had good form up until the end. Oh, that's painful. Yesterday, the Olympic champion. 
on one of the one of the other uh, one of the other clips that I saw. The one of the female commentators was saying how out of shape he looked. Huh? I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind being that out of shape right there. That's a new goal. I want to be that out of shape. That out of shape. Yeah, I mean, because he actually looks pretty ripped. Yeah, yeah. So they want to see out of shape. They come look at me. So I walk up the state of flights the podcast and. I feel like I just ate a BLT or something. Listen, I'm, I'm in shape. I'm just around. <laughs> <laughs> we were watching uh, the Olympics this weekend with some friends and uh, just watching them come into their WWE-style entrance music. I don't know if you guys have seen this, <laughs> right. the swimmers coming in. We were like, there should be a regular person doing every event right next to them. Just so we have perspective. <laughs> That's a genius idea. Like, you know, running right next to Usain Bolt, running the 100. Oh. And it's just me. It looks like I'm running in pudding. Yeah, well, that, that could be good. Yeah. What if you put Usain Bolt in pudding and then you could run next to him? See, we were running a lot of those too. Like, could I run 50 before he can run 100? Could I run in pudding? Like, or right. could he run in pudding? Like, just all different scenarios. Well, at least you're not a racist, Ellen. I don't know if you guys saw oh, this or not. That's insane. No, what did she say? So, what happened was Ellen took a picture, you know, photoshopped herself on the back of Usain Bolt while he's, you know, looking around, seeing who's next to him, and said had the caption of, "This is how I'm going to get my uh, my groceries or my errands going forward." Just, you know, her on the back. And the comments on Twitter blew up saying she's so racist. How could you be a white woman wow. on top of a black man and, and all those shenanigans? I'll tell you what, man. This, the, the political correctness, there's a such thing as, you know, hurting someone and the political correctness aspect. Right. It, we've gotten, I'm sure, that people would still consider me racist and probably a bigot. But if, if we – comedy is our last defense. Right. For a nation, without comedy, we have no way to breach topics and be an icebreaker. Because mm-hmm. you got to think, in the '60s and '70s, you had comedians on stage willing oh to gosh. sacrifice language, profound language that was considered illegal, um, and they would get on stage and say it, be arrested. They were trying to push the meme of First Amendment, right, right to speech. But you look at comedians like the Sanford and Son, like on TV. Mm-hmm. And Archie all the, Bunker, all in the, family, all in the yeah. family. You couldn't do that now. No, no, no. We, At all. We, now we now we've replaced political correctness. Political correctness has, has replaced now these ice breaking comedians and mm-hmm. comedy for safe spaces. And you know, schools back in session now. Mm-hmm. Colleges. I can't wait to see what this fall has in store for us because. Last year we had safe spaces being set up. I can only imagine now trigger words. I mean, these are these are new words into, added into our nomenclature or vernacular that had no meaning five years ago, ten years ago. Now we're just oversensitive. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it just it boggles my mind. Going back to Ellen, Ellen is probably one of the most recognizable lesbians in this country. Well, funny as can be. I'll argue with Rosie O'Donnell on that. One. <laughs> It could be, but but Ellen's probably one of the most recognizable lesbians, right? Yeah. And everyone loves Ellen, right? Everyone wants to see her dance, but for for someone, you know, what I'm saying, I mean, for right. someone to insinuate that without any documented facts, just sure. because they take a, a snapshot of a photo, it's just right. I'm embarrassed of our society and culture. Well, people, I don't think, and you can correct me, but I think people wake up in the morning to say, "How can I be offended?" That's right. You know. Yeah, and the issue is that it takes away from times when people actually are being yeah. racist 
because then people are just like, oh, it's just another one of those things. And I could argue that it's the exact opposite of her being racist because she didn't even think about that. Like, right. Just put it out there because he's fast. It doesn't matter what color he is, what anything. Yeah. That's just, he's fast. And now, that's what she was getting. It'll never happen. But if it was a white guy that was the fastest man alive and she did that, then somebody would be offended by that too. I'm, I'm sure. I'm, I, I don't know what... I don't know what they would come up with, but it was. But you know, like I said, the the whole political correctness thing, and like I said, we'll I'm sure we'll have <laughs> I'm sure we'll have fuel for fodder there, but, yeah. Um, in this fall, because I'm I'm sure the college campuses are a breeding ground. <laughs> Here for, we go for that. But yeah, we'll, it gets we'll, better every year. Yeah, so we'll see it. We'll see a, a, a big happening of that, and it should be interesting to kind of keep talking about it. So yeah, it's it's absolutely insane. But We've lost back, common sense. Yeah, uh, yeah. And going back to the Olympic thing, the okay. Oxford uh, Business School for Economics just released a. Uh, <laughs> A new study that came yeah. out. Um, this study this was ongoing from 1960 to present. Uh-huh. There's not been one under-budget Olympics since 1960. Hmm. We, Sounds right. Yeah. The average cost has uh, gone up exponential. The Winter Olympics, just a host of Winter Olympics, is $3.3 billion. Wow. Uh, the summer, Olymp- summer Olympics is 5.3. And this is just the estimated cost. I mean, this also does not include any infrastructure upgrades. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, Brazil. Brazil had, didn't even have no. modern streets, right. and they had to go bulldoze whole they, areas. They clearly had a sewer, but it was called that the, the bay. <laughs> the river. <laughs> the, the bay. So, um, you know, you have that. And then, the, of course, the most expensive Olympics of all time, 2012 London, $15, uh, $15 billion, 66% over budget. Y'all. Uh, the most expensive Winter Olympics was Sochi, $22 billion. They were 289% over budget. <laughs> so, I mean, that, yeah. that does sound like our – our military spending, you know, where yeah, you, you pay go. for $3,000 for a toilet seat or whatever. but um, And none of it works, right? Like, so we spend all this money on it, and it is horrible conditions. Right? That's right. That and uh, most of these cities are – most of these venues and cities and things like that are even abandoned. Like Sochi, they, right. they have no one – their population is, like, very sparse there because – it's just where it's located. You know, it's right. kind of a summer vacation spot. Do you say something? Yeah, there was a, a brief time when people were talking about trying to get Charlotte to have uh, the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And everyone I was talking to was like, no, we cannot do that. <laughs> like, that'll ruin our city. And uh, they were talking about it for D.C. too, where where I'm from. And um, I, everyone there too, same thing. We don't want it. He barely put off, pulled off the Democratic National Convention. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> yeah, that fiasco. But yeah, I mean, I, th- I think I think as cities come, you know, cities come on board and so like, I think this, the taxpayers are just on the hook forever. Right. Toronto just paid off their 1976 Olympics in 2006. Mm. Thirty years it took to pay off. So the financial burden for these for these people and taxpayers yeah. is just astronomical. Yeah. So. Um, you know, there are also some things like Greece. You know, the, when Greece, Greece, Athens had uh, the right. Olympics there, they consider that the precursor to the whole economy collapsing because they <laughs> overspent by yeah. like fifty percent of their budget. So, uh, well, I, did you hear about how Japan is supposedly going to open their Olympics with man-made meteor shower? <laughs> Wait, does wow. that sound cheap? <laughs> well, they do have the technology, so they could put like a couple LED holograms or something. It, it's a box of gas that gets shot out and they're timed releases. So over the opening ceremonies across the country, there will just be meteors shooting out. Each one of these little particles costs $8,000. Oh, my gosh. And not to speak of it, but Japan's economy is uh, 
in the crapper right now. So, um, well, this will boost it up. Yeah, that'll yeah. get it going. Nothing, nothing like a little more debt. Spend spend her way out of debt to to get ourselves out of debt. I don't think that. Well, that work. sounds familiar, so, old old yeah. little bush. That's, That's how right. I run my house. <laughs> <laughs> Screw that, Dave Ramsey. Uh, <laughs> we yeah. figured it out. I, I'm I'm thinking Dave Ramsey probably needs to go over and do some consulting with the Japanese government but, and the U.S. government would be handy. But but how about the corruption out of the the latest corruption out of the IOC, the International yeah. Olympic Committee. So, well, and and Lockie, you were going to go to that. Oh uh, yeah, we're go back to Ryan Lockie. Right, right. As of today, <laughs> uh, this week, this week's news: Ryan Lock, locked, locked, locked it. Yeah, um, close enough. Brazil was uh, confiscating his passport. <laughs> right. Did you see that? Yeah. Um, due to his lying allegations about being <laughs> held up with uh, three other swimmers. So, I saw uh, the quote of of Lockie where he said. That guy held me up by gunpoint, and I just said, "Whatever, man." <laughs> that sounds like Lochte. Well, you know, but here's the thing: maybe they didn't have. Maybe they're so poor in Brazil in that street there they couldn't afford ammo. Oh I mean, yeah, just throw the gun at them or something like that. Like so. the old Superman cartoons. You know where Lochte trains, right? Here in Charlotte. Here in Concord. Ooh, yeah, right here in beautiful downtown historic Concord. <laughs> where where at near in Concord? Uh, in my neighborhood, actually. Oh wow. Oh. Yeah, the old Moss Creek. That's there where I live. I live in Moss Creek. Oh man, look at that! Look at that! And you're old. I think backyard. we just became besties. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Let's go rob him. <laughs> wow. Well, maybe we'll go down there with a subway sandwich and, and so we get an autograph with him. Perfect. Have him autograph your subway sandwich. Well, I was That's hoping. He, I, was, I was hoping he would like be a gift to eat fresh, and then yeah. Mm. I wish this segment was sponsored by Subway. So yeah, I wish it was that two foot hot dog I talked about from Gatlinburg. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> But no, this, uh, the more allegations are coming out uh, yeah. at, at this week. Also in the news, the IOC, um, one of the uh, the leading delegate from Ireland was just arrested, <laughs> and uh, their their uh, governmental agencies there are looking into the ticket sales fraud. Hmm. So evidently, uh, he has been skimming. This is a common non uh, a volunteer position. So I guess he took it upon himself to be compensated. <laughs> but also the. Uh, the IOC president right now is uh, being investigated too because the IOC is a supposedly nonprofit, nonprofit organization that uh, independently seeks these these cities out to host the games. Anyway, this guy does have stipends of two hundred fifty six thousand dollars a year. Mm. That's not even the cream of the cre- uh, cream of the top. There, he uh, actually has a uh, lives rent free year round in this five star hotel in Switzerland. Um, the cheapest room there per night is eleven hundred dollars a night, Holy or three hundred ninety thousand dollars a year. Ooh. So, congratulations! Uh, I, wonder, I wonder how he got that gig. <laughs> I want it. I'll tell you that. Well, it would be kind of nice. So. so, have you seen the Olympic volunteers where they're like not getting fed? They're working uh, like eight to nine hours right. a day, and they get a light snack. The, the The police aren't even getting paid there. <laughs> right. I don't know if you know that. I mean, security it's guard police. Insane. What do you think the most bo- out of the out of being any volunteer or, or pay position in Olympics? What do you think? Not besides the athletes. What do you think the most boring job has to be? The, I would say the lifeguard at the pool. Bingo. <laughs> that, that, I mean, I solid, that's that. pretty solid. I saw a picture of that, and I was like. I, you, who would think they'd have lifeguards at the at the Olympic pool? Right. You have twenty other swimmers there; they could help easily help save someone. At so. least they get to like watch you know the events down low, right. see all the people they and stuff like that. that. Imagine the ticket takers who are like taking tickets at the front and just yeah. standing there and hear everything going on, but can't see it. They can't. Yeah, those poor guys. I did see like the open water swimming and the amount of boats that they had around those yeah. guys was insane. I saw that the other day. It was crazy. 
if you were smart, you would just like hold on to it half, you know, all the way through, and then just let her eat at the last part. Unfortunately, I, I can I can honestly admit I have not seen one single game. No, no, I we cut the cord years ago, so uh, yeah. So you can use that NBC app. But you uh, tell our, us about your fantasy football. Yeah, so going. our fantasy football league, we have eight teams, and we always do something fun to get our draft um, order. And so this year we found out that the women's water polo um, bracket has eight teams. Uh, and so we randomly selected eight teams for and paired people up. And then we've been watching every single game, like chatting throughout the game, talking trash, <laughs> like everything, just trying to figure out who's getting the, you know, what pick you're getting. Um, the finals are um, Saturday. Mm-hmm. No, Friday. Sorry. And we'll find out our final draft order, but wow, it's that's, it's been fun. It's been crazy, but it's been fun. Yeah, and maybe next time you should do the the hammer toss. And maybe we will. I like the hammer toss. Uh, this is pretty that's probably one. one of my favorites. I think. Yeah, we usually try to pick like you know baseball games and you know some random. Just the the whole idea is that it has to be random, hmm. so that there's no skill involved. That way, everyone has a fair shot, and it has to be something we can all watch and talk trash about. So. Now, and and you take your fantasy football league way seriously, a little too seriously, if you ask my fiance. <laughs> well, there, that's we're not going to ask. Her. <laughs> Good. So, at the end of it, mm-hmm. what do you what do you win in your group? I should have brought it because uh, I have our draft is uh, not this weekend, next weekend, right? And um, I just received the um, the spoils of victory for Ooh. our championship. It is a um, very big. <laughs> um championship ring wow like legit um <laughs> uh ring you have jostens make it we do we do <laughs> nice. that, is, that is uh that is exactly it no money uh there's no cash prize for winning the league just the pride <laughs> of owning a ring just the ring and you know we'll get stuff all the time whenever we're talking trash when someone's doing bad and they're just like i don't know what you're talking about you don't have a ring i do and they'll send pictures of their ring it's crazy oh my gosh that's See, a good idea. It is. We we started a, a church league fantasy football. There's no trash. We just encourage <laughs> each other. Hey. You can do better. Oh, you you'll get it next year, champ. I know you can. Are you sure there's no trash talking? Oh, there will be trash talking. Oh, yeah. yeah. As there should be. I was making sure that we weren't that kind of church. Kind of boring. <laughs> so uh, I do want to say the backyard uh, battle was fantastic. We we thank everybody for walking by, picking up some, some pork sliders. We had... Uh, bad mother smokers uh, dennis and his sauce and we had mojo uh pitted against each other and so i just want to say congratulations to bad mother smokers so good job guys uh appreciate it thanks for all your hard work in that and it was know, a blast i know uh, a lot of hard work went into that so i appreciate you guys and the winner got the golden spatula which is a prize to be held and seen and we'll have pictures of that on the website this week so congratulations we had a good time hopefully we'll be able to do it again soon um, so we're excited about that. One thing that, uh, Jeremy did, you came in saying that you have a, a gift for uh, the I show. I do have Is a gift right? for you guys. So why don't you go ahead and. So I realize that there's four mics in, or four headphones in here. Um, I only have one. Okay. So we'll see how this goes. All right. So we have no idea what's going to happen. He's. He's looking. His please, form. Please don't be a baby alive. His form is better than. <laughs> than the uh, swimmer here so we've got what do we got here tombstone so that is a black walnut uh headphone stand oh nice um my little brother runs a sawmill in virginia he cut down the tree 
um, oh, milled wow. up the wood, gave me the wood. I had some left over, and Sorry. I put together a headphone stand for you guys. I like wow, it. thank Black you. Black walnut. <laughs> this is the internet. I Black walnut's expensive. Yeah, well, it's, it's a good one. Uh, well, thanks for doing that, man. Yeah, man, appreciate it. Did you, uh, did you did you carve all that out and stuff? I did. Cool, yep. man. I've been uh, getting into woodworking a little bit the last <laughs> year or so, and uh, sorry. <laughs> Just uh, I thought that that would uh, that would go well in the old studio. Oh man, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I just still can't get the black walnut wood. <laughs> Do you know if you head. had one acre of black walnut trees, mm-hmm. your grandchildren would build them? They would never have to work a day in their life. That's how expensive black black walnuts. Holy cow! Yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty expensive. The uh, lady who my brother got it from um, was going to burn it. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, no. and uh he found out about it through a friend and rushed over to her house and stopped her. Yeah. Um because apparently the um leaves or something from the black walnut tree is not good for horses. And Ooh. she has a bunch of horses around, so she was just gonna cut it down and burn it, whatever. Holy cow. So he saved it and uh now it's in the studio. That's wow. awesome. Now black walnut husk, you know about those? I do not. Black walnut husk. If you get the green husk you actually uh uh, tincture them out of alcohol. That's a uh, Native American, also just an old uh, wives. Uh, I guess that's sexist. An old, <laughs> an old, old remedy for se- several things. But um, mm. so, yeah, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm, absolutely. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I just need need another one. I'm just gonna go ahead and call it greedy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll split it. So yeah. whenever I have a project and I have some leftover wood, I'll throw another one together. It may not, it probably won't be black walnut, but mine, mine will be pallet wood. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, Pinterest. <laughs> oh. No, it will not because that is too valuable to my fiance. Oh, pallet wood. <laughs> we use that way too much. You have a lot of pallet projects going on. I've got a list. So what's is, the what's the biggest thing that you've made out of wood? Um, I built our kitchen table. Wow. Um, I think that might be the biggest thing so far. Nice. And you built a... Uh, Casket. Oh, the <laughs> table. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you built a table, too. Yeah. I, of course, I'd help because uh, I pretty much suck at woodworking. So <laughs> yeah. right angles are not my friend. So uh, <laughs> Cutting boards are not my friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, it actually turned out nice. It took, it took yeah. a little longer than uh, what I expected, but it turned out, turned out decent. Yeah. So and heck of a lot cheaper than going to bond a crappy quality one so yeah but, so uh, are you selling any of your stuff yeah um not quite yet but um my fiance and i are planning on after our wedding um putting together a website and selling a bunch of stuff randomly that i make cool. and she comes up with nice. and tells me to do do you have mm-hmm. do you have a name for it yet uh we do it's called couple of homeowners.com hmm. so look for it coming soon yep. yeah as my fiance is listening to this, she's yelling, "It'll never be up because it was supposed to be up like six months ago." So we're not going to put you in charge of our website. So I gotcha. So many jokes there. I'm just going to leave it. Oh. So uh, Jeremy, I know you're a libertarian too. I am. So, so is it, are we going political? I'm just going grab bag here because uh-huh. uh, I'm just things I know about Jeremy. So. Let's get political now. So, Jeremy, you're a libertarian. I am. Uh, I am too. But this, I don't even know where to take this. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, give me, give me your, give me your opening perspective of what you think about this year's uh, election cycle, kind of going on. So, so I think we're the the whole election's a 
big mess obviously we uh we, i think not many people uh would disagree with that um but from a libertarian point of view i'm uh, pretty excited about it i think there's a lot of opportunity um for people to find out what um that there is another option that what that option is what they believe and um there's a big opportunity to uh move forward if they take it so i know that um this year, I had real high hopes <laughs> that we'd have a candidate for our party that um, that would actually kind of push us forward. And maybe, I think Johnson Weld is kind of doing it um, probably better than than Mister Naked Man in a in a trench coat at the convention. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I watched the, uh, the I watched uh, the the uh, our national convention was in Orlando, and uh, I watched it and they had one guy. <laughs> Because you know, it's a pretty open forum. You just you you place your name in a hat, and um, I'm a huge Austin Peterson fan, so I was hoping for Austin Peterson. But anyway, that one of the one of the first guys that came up, I think he actually was a <laughs> vice presidential candidate. Um, he came in with just kind of a big burly guy. Came in with a just a trench coat, like a rain suit, just sweat, <laughs> like had the meat sweats. And basically, he got up and said a few words, and then dropped trowel. <laughs> And see, that's that's where libertarians get a that's where libertarians get a bad name is because we we're we're all about owning yourself and legalized freedom. So that's where we get a bad name. So, but um, what's your opinion on this? You know, the election commission, the commission of presidential debates, which is supposed to be a, a, a nonpartisan organization, um, has come out and kind of said that uh, they may uh, lax the rules a little bit. The benchmark to get onto the presidential stage to get a third po- podium. Um, is fifteen percent, and they say they may have some wiggle room um, for that. Now, what they've done, they they sent out a, a report to all the colleges, the sites. I think they're doing six or three presidential, three uh, vice presidential debates at these colleges. So they went out and sent out notifications saying, "Hey, be prepared. Um, we may have a third podium." Um, so, but here's the here's the kicker. I'm not sure if I'm for this, so maybe you can convince me for it because because it, in order to win an election, obviously in our in our political system, it's electoral votes, it's not popular mm-hmm. votes. Right, um, electoral college decides it. So if uh, Johnson Well can't get on can't get on enough states, I mean they'd have to win every state they're on just to even qualify or to to have a chance of winning. So that's that's my concern is that I don't think they can get on enough states. So so there is learn me something. So there is a. Um, a couple things with that. Um, one, if any political party gets five um, percent or more of the popular vote, uh, doesn't have, matter with the electoral votes or anything, but five percent or more of the popular vote in the next election cycle, next presidential election cycle, um, they get the same funding from the government as mm. the other two. So, mm. what, any party that gets more than five percent, usually it's the Democrat and Republicans, and that's it. But yeah. so that could help the Libertarian Party get tens of millions of dollars. Um, to kind of at least be on the same page. So that's a very good point. Uh, and I, I actually wasn't aware of that, so that's actually good. Now, so it's kind of like the all-star game where we're playing for the home field advantage for like the uh, National League versus the American League. So for the <laughs> now, next year, we're playing for next year. Yeah. Or for I mean, the next four years or whatever. Well, that is yeah. one argument for it. I mean, I don't know how much I think any political party should be taking money from the government. Yeah, I don't um, that. Because that's our money. Right. I mean – um, and there was a, a thing I saw, let's see if I have it here, on how much the political conventions cost the taxpayers. It's, yeah, it's crazy high. Uh, it's probably more than G- GDP of several countries, I'm sure. Or it's, an Olympic. <laughs> <laughs> Olympic city. 
So fifty million promised to each convention just for security. Holy cow! Um, fifty million for security. Mm-hmm. That's your tax dollars at work, folks. That's right. <laughs> the uh, city of Tampa um, alone spent uh, just under seven hundred thousand on the convention. City of Cleveland uh, voted to donate two point five million to host the RNC. So it's just it's insane the amount of money that right. goes into this stuff. Yeah. Um, and the Libertarian Convention, which was in Orlando, was completely funded by the party. No, I think they got Little Caesars pizza, five dollar <laughs> carryouts. <laughs> so, um, but the other thing is, and this is a very, very long shot, but there is a way for him to win the um, election by only winning one state. Um, well, win the entire thing. Win the entire election by winning one state. It's very, very small chance, but it's possible. So, so, so the Libertarian. Uh, Nominee is going to try to run the annexation of Puerto Rico. <laughs> is that what's going on? Basically. So basically um, was, we have to win like a major state like California or something like no, that? No, actually, New Mexico would would do it. Wow. wow. Um, huh. So in order for this to happen, though, so the the rule isn't um, whoever gets the most electoral votes, as a lot of people would think it is. That's, okay. that's not the rule. Or the law. The law is 270 electoral votes. Okay? So if it could work out where... Um, Clinton and Trump split the electoral votes, mm-hmm. and uh, Gary Johnson takes New Mexico or Colorado. Which was also his former state as a governor. Yes, Uh-oh. it is. Um, no one wins 270. Huh. So then the uh, so then the House of Representatives, Representatives which is the third in command, correct, <laughs> picks the president. Wow. Which being Paul Ryan, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, oh. we, he doesn't like Trump. He's not a Hillary fan. Maybe, maybe. there's a long shot. So yeah, it, it's a it's a long shot. And with Trump, um, it's like the kind Doug of- Flutie Hail Mary right there. <laughs> so. Yeah. So I mean, there there are chances, but for me, it's more about getting the name out there, getting um, you know the ideas of libertarianism out there. And um, uh, uh, Johnson quotes this all the time that they expect the first debate to be viewed by more than or more people than the Super Bowl. Hmm. Um, so just getting libertarian ideas out there and getting people to realize that there is another, you know, another option and that you don't have to be just right. all liberal, all conservative. You can be fiscally conservative and uh, socially liberal. Stay out of my business. That's right. <laughs> now, you know, I mean, the basic party platform of libertarianism is just you own yourself. Mm-hmm. You got I mean, that is true liberties when you own yourself and you're not some cattle of the government. Well, so, I don't think that's going to fly. So you have to take responsibility the, for I know, yourself, right? I know that's uh, I know that that's kind of a new topic or a, yeah, kind of a new way of thinking, especially with Obamacare, since you can sit on your parents' insurance and what you're like forty one or something well, like that. Yeah, I, I think, I'm still on mine, you know. I, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, actually owning yourself huh. and legalizing freedom. I mean, wow. what about that? So that's mind blowing, um, right there. I guess uh, here, here's my. I won two with Weld Johnson. Yeah, Weld is a recent new addition to the mm-hmm. Libertarian Party. Absolutely. I mean, both of them, you know, Republican, um, Republican light, I'd say, in a lot of ways. But Johnson, you know, John, especially Weld, I think Weld has put his foot in his mouth a couple times um, here lately. Um, I wasn't too happy when Johnson picked him as a candidate uh, for VP. Um, but that's some things that kind of concern me. You know, the Second Amendment things, um, both of them has, has – commented uh on then then of course they retract it by saying i'm a hunter mm-hmm. um <laughs> instead of instead of leaving out i believe in the second amendment for self-defense they automatically say i'm a hunter like you're starting to all, all of a sudden pigeonhole people that have weapons for, for for 
for self-defense as, as hunters only. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and the Second Amendment was wasn't it wasn't even for self defense against right. you know private people. Um, it was for self against uh, or self defense against a tyrannical government. Right. Um, and so that's the which thing is that, not a hunter either. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> ideas. <laughs> so that's the thing most people don't think about. You know, a lot of people do go with that like, oh well, then let's just have shotguns. Let's just have you know stuff like that. But that's not what the Second Amendment is about at all. Right now, I, I mean, there's obviously there's a lot of things I, I agree with on Johnson, like uh, you know the war on drugs, mm-hmm. biggest waste of money. It's kind of like the, the war on poverty. Mm-hmm. Let's people in poverty. Right. So. Uh, that's going well for yeah. everyone. So the drug war is, a, I think, is a, a huge mistake. I mean, we have people sitting in with life sentences for owning a, you know, owning a pound of pot or whatever. So that's that's crazy. Um, but the immigration thing, you know, John, I mean, obviously, libertarian platform is open border. Pretty much, we want to have a society mm-hmm. with open borders. In in reason that can work, but you have to have some separation, and because a country without borders. I think you lose the culture itself, the diversity. But you obviously have people coming in, especially with our welfare system. Mm-hmm. Our current welfare system, you can just pretty much walk in and uh, get on any type of entitlement. So, Also, with no borders, then Taco Bell will have to rename their entire slogan. You can't run for a border <laughs> And also on the border. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> Come there's, on. There's a few of those. But uh, there's just some problems I have with Johnson Weld. And I mean, do I, do I like him better than Hillary and Trump? Absolutely. I mean, because that's that's a no brainer. But uh, I'm, I don't know. I, it's it's going to be hard. This 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 elect election season is really hard. I mean, it's just going to be hard to pull anything string for anyone. So. so here's the the pitch that I have for Weld that got me on board with him is um, I've seen a lot of the town halls. I'm sure you've seen them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a lot of questions that have been asked to Gary Johnson um, that as a you know presidential figure. Um, he goes the you know the political route and answers it, you know, like a politician. Um, and Weld jumps in and just says something that a president wouldn't be able to say. So like Trump, <laughs> or, or is he a little bit further out? No, no it's just um, a little bit to one side or the other. Gotcha. Um, which gets favor for people, you know, uh. people who are leaning that way or the other. But the president can still be. You know, Gary Johnson can still be He's a wild card. run the libertarian side. Gotcha. Um, so I think that obviously I'm not a huge fan of Weld either, um, but I think that's why he was brought on because he can because he was a Republican governor in Massachusetts, a very democratic uh, state. Um, so he can kind of bring people in from both sides. So yeah, I, w- I wasn't a huge fan of his either, um, but I think it was a a smart move to bring him on to bolster the ticket and to give it, you know, they, they keep calling them the governors. There's two governors on it, you know? Um, so I guess it's better than, you know, having like the guy who's named uh, trout fishing in America. I don't (laughs) remember that guy from the eighties. No, what happened? (laughs) There's a guy had his legally, his name legally changed to trout fishing in America. So who was the guy this year? Uh, that was, uh, these nuts, right? (laughs) Wasn't he? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I know I understand the reason why he brought him on. I yeah. just, you know, like, uh, but things that bother me. And, of course, I think any candidate, I think maybe Trump has spoke out against him. But the, like the United Nations, well, it's come out in defense of that, us being a part of it and things like that. But, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, I, it's a better alternative than you know, the Green Party. 
with uh, with all the weekend at Bernie Sanders supporters going over to <laughs> over to the Green Party, but I don't think we have enough time to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> this is an hour podcast. Well, unless it was last week and that was an hour and a half. So go ahead, That's knock right. yourself out. I think we'll have more interesting uh, conversations once we figure out this is going to go in debate forum as far as on the stage because I think that'll be a, give us a chance to, to to have some more material as far as how how do we vet these guys so. and comedy. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as far as the polls go, like it, I didn't know that they were talking about um, wavering at all on the 15%. Um, that's pretty interesting. But, I mean, if they wanted to, um, you know, if they see him as a potential person on there, they should just put him on the polls because right now he's at um, an average with the five polls that they're going to take. He's at 95 9.6%. Um, but that's with him only being on one of these polls by name. So mm. only one of these has Trump, Clinton, Johnson. Mm. The rest of them have uh, Trump, Clinton, blank. Other fill in the blank. Yeah. Um, and so you know it's you're not going to be able to get up to that fifteen percent without your name being a, an option. Right. Right. So if they just said these five polls, which we're going to take, this guy is a legitimate contender. Put his name on there, and let's see what happens. If he gets well, 15%, he gets 15%. Based on my Facebook feed, evidently that na- the name's getting thrown out there a lot. Well, I guess, I guess what's, y'all's, what's y'all's thoughts on this? And this is where I, I come in until pickles. So you have, you have the argument that this third-party candidate has no shot, you know, no outside shot, really. So basically what they're doing is they're taking votes from either side. Mm. You're going to have a candidate who's, who's probably more in line with the Republican based off of Johnson Wilde. Mm-hmm. So the Republicans are going to argue that if he takes 10%, 20%, I think I, I can't remember what Ross Pro took, but it was pretty high. I think 12% is what he got nationally. So you have mm-hmm. you have them taking votes from Trump versus Hillary. All of a sudden, Trump loses. I think Trump's going to lose nationally anyway. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I think – <laughs> Yeah, that's right. But so you have the argument. You'll have the, the blame game going on. So what's, what's, what's so your – What I want to see that? happen is um, – because I've seen uh, a bunch of different polls either way saying, um, you know, from the uh, Trump crowd saying, oh, Johnson's just here to take votes away from Trump. He's an old Republican. You know, he's got Republican views. Um, and so he's just there to take votes away from Trump. And then I've seen Hillary people come in and say, he's just here to take votes away from Hillary. He's socially liberal or socially, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what I want to happen. I want to, them to get on the stage and Hillary to say, you're only here to take votes away from me. And Trump to say, you're only here to take votes away from me. And for America to just stop and r- think about that. Right. And and then I think if that happens, people are going to realize that this guy is the best of both. Well, the, the ideas of the Libertarian Party is the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, fiscally conservative, he wants to cut 20% across the board. Well, try to cut 20% across the board. Find the waste. And socially, just leave me alone. Like. Yeah. And and I think that's what most people want. Most people see that we're we have a massive um, debt problem here in the U.S. and they just want to be left alone. They want to live their life. They want to do whatever they want. Do you honestly think that? Do you think that people want to be left alone, or do you think that the majority of Americans want something from the government and they'll do whatever it takes to keep getting the that stuff from the government, whatever it whatever that it is? I think 119 million people that currently receive some type of form of government assistance want government intervention in some aspects. But I think a large number of those people would drop off if you had a truly free market capitalist system Mm -hmm. because you'd have jobs being created. You wouldn't have people looking for whatever. I mean, right now, to open a simple business anywhere, 
uh, it yeah. takes so many so much red tape. We kind of talked about this today about just doing a restaurant. Right. Now I understand the associated costs with it, but just even the getting the permitting, the licenses and stuff like that, it varies from state to state and county to county. I mean, right. um, like getting a booze license in Chicago is nearly impossible. And right. It's going to run you a couple hundred thousand dollars. Holy cow! I mean, what small business guy has yeah. that without taking out massive loans? You know, if we if we cut the regulations a lot, I mean, you need some regulations because you don't want back in the twenties and thirties uh, when you had right. meat factories that were just putting out <laughs> rotted meat and whatever else. But and hot dogs. <laughs> I, I think a lot of those people would start to come off the rolls because you have job truly job creations. Of course, now in today's economy and technology, anyone can be an entrepreneur. Right. I mean, if you have a smartphone, there's apps out there to earn money. <laughs> or to start a podcast. Or start a podcast. <laughs> anyone can do it. So <laughs> if, uh, if we could do it, by gosh. All right. But uh, uh, controversial, but this this uh, war on drugs. I, we have a, the highest incar- incarceration rate in the whole modern world. Um, we have not only that, that we have so many people that are uh, just milking the taxpayer system from sitting in jail. So I hope hopefully that would end. And you know these victimless crimes that um, somebody owning an ounce of weed or whatever else it stops. Uh, it just it's it's fruitless. Yeah, those people that are sitting in jail. Not only are they taking money by um, you know it costing money to to keep them alive and to treat them humanely. Um, but they're also not working. They're not making money. They're not providing for their family. Um, and as uh, now, Adam Carolla, Adam Carolla has always said, "Fix families, fix education. You'll fix everything." Right. Yeah, uh, but you're not going to do that because the the prison system is privatized, and that's making so much money for people. It's fifty six thousand dollars a year. I think the average inmate. Yeah, that's what they get. I mean, it's it's insane, mm-hmm. and it you're not going to fix that. You you know, like they said on JFK the movie, like. Just follow the money. Yeah. yeah. There's and, a huge money trail there. Yeah, so. it's huge. That's a that's a great topic for one day. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, that'd be a great topic to kind of introduce people because I don't think people realize the uh, – Eisenhower left president, the office of president giving a speech warning about the industrial military complex. Mm. I think now it's pretty mm-hmm. much an industrial military prison complex because mm-hmm. the prison is probably one of our fastest growing industries besides – Anything government, yeah. so well, and you mentioned free market uh, just a little little while ago. And if you look, at the latest news now is that Aetna is pulling out, <laughs> so, is pulling out of the healthcare system. So yeah, that's one. Of the, I think one of the largest, one mm-hmm. of the largest, yeah. And United Healthcare is also backing out of the Obamacare. So it'll be interesting. And the argument from the government is saying, well, you're not going to allow as much free, free market, and <laughs> and it'll make the rates go up even higher. M- my argument is that's probably their idea from the beginning, but you see these companies realizing they can't make money out of this thing, uh-uh. so they're they're kind of leaving. And I also out. think if Hillary wins, I think she's going to double gonna push down. The, well, she's going to push the single payer system, mm-hmm. one yep. universal single payer system, yep. and uh, you, there's no such thing as a single payer system because you have people that will still not be able to provide right. any type of contribution to the pot. Right. So. It should be interesting. I mean, we have a whole cadre of uh, just topics that 2017 should be interesting. I mean, right. once once whoever it is takes office. Yeah. So, um, anyway. Yeah, there was an interesting video. I posted it on my Facebook. I'll have to send it to you guys. Here it is. How the government um, solved the healthcare crisis. Mm-hmm. And it's all about how um, the government has already solved the healthcare crisis once, but it was a completely different healthcare crisis. That crisis was that costs were too low. Huh. And so... Um, health or uh, doctors and um, medical companies 
went to the government and were like, prices are too low. We can't make any money because, you know, any everyone can afford this stuff. And the government stepped in and put in all these regulations, you know, um, uh, regulated doctors, all this stuff. And now we're in a completely different healthcare crisis. So I, wonder, I, wonder what, I wonder when that year was. Because ironically, I, I'm having to dig through our safe and stuff to try to find my daughter's birth certificate huh. uh, for school. And um, I, I come, my parents just sent me up a bunch of just stuff that was mine. <laughs> They've been collecting. They're like, Your old baseball cards. Well, none of that trophies. good stuff. None of the okay. cool stuff. It's like, <laughs> it's like uh, we saved every painting that you did from the age of two oh, nice. to 10. So that'll go on the market. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I found my birth certificate and then I also found the original uh, bill from when my mom checked out of the hospital yeah. to give birth to me at the hospital was three hundred and fifteen dollars. Wow! And of course, the doctor's fee on top of that was three hundred sixty-five. So three hundred or six hundred eighty bucks. I was birthed into this world. <laughs> so, well, inflation would would bring it to what somewhere around. It probably quadruple it by now. Yeah. So it'd be about twenty four hundred bucks. Yeah. But it's not bad. No, but and right now it's even. I mean, it's, of course, with I also had complications too when I was born. I mean, oh, I, gotcha. I, I had to enter this world complicated. So I, you know, I sat and <laughs> I sat in their kind of primitive version, pre, pre, uh, precursor to Nick You like, for I, a buck, I get, for a week or so. so. You enjoy the man cave. A That's much. right. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so you know the the cost of just healthcare is exponentially is probably the fat. Actually, I looked today. There's a chart that one of the American Freedom uh, Independent. Research councils just released today. Healthcare, college tuition, and college or books have gone up the highest of anything else. Not not trending with inflation, just trending due to, hey, we can charge this. Mm-hmm. Well, so according to Bernie, it'll all be free anyway. So <laughs> and Hillary too. She made that promise. She, yeah, yeah. He, that was one of their deals when he like dropped out and yep. endorsed her was that anyone making I forget one hundred twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, a household of. Is mm-hmm. it is it a house a yeah. household of one hundred twenty five? Uh, gets their education free if you make less than that. Appreciate mm-hmm. that. If I make one hundred twenty five thousand more, I can't afford to send my own kid to college. Appreciate right. So it. I've decided that um, when my kid, eventual kid, is a junior in high school, I'm quitting my job. <laughs> I quit. Just we strive for underachievement. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. you got to think we're going to have the largest number of doctors doctors in effeminate. Uh, studies working at mcdonald's yeah you gotta think about it i mean yeah. just because everyone's gonna have to i mean not everyone but we, well, actually they'll probably find a way to give a, a an honorary degree to everyone but right these are going to be the people manning all our stations just because they they can go to school i mean and I'm, i mean school's for everyone but you got to have show, show some initiative and there's stories out there where people take their boot, bootstraps up i'm sure you've seen the viral story where the the kid uh, was living in a tent and riding a bike his sister's bicycle to college i mean moved to a town where the college was and the community noticed and the community stepped up and gave him a job and uh has raised money for him so i mean but he was honestly trying to take an honest shake at it without instead of whining about it so so many areas of opportunity for us to to fix and improve but i it just all depends which way the 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 wind blows in november i guess so Yeah. yeah it could be interesting um I don't know how it's gonna gonna turn out. Um, hopefully, it uh, it turns in our favor. Maybe these debates happen and pe- there's an uprising. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. I, I can dream, can I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the bank of sound things that I've got. I can basically do the entire debates that they're gonna have in just just a few sound clips. So here we go. Let's see what. 
<laughs> it's pretty much gonna be it. Yeah. Do you remember the the Vonage commercials? <laughs> that's, that's how it's going to uh, Which one, good. the Baby Bob or whatever? It's the old ones where they're they're like, uh, don't do it, don't do something stupid, mm. and then they would do something stupid, mm-hmm. and they'd like get knocked out or something, and then that music would play. <laughs> that's what it reminds me of every time. It's that's pretty much time our, that's like, pretty much our election cycle this year. Do something stupid. That's I us. can't I can't get enough of it all day every day. <laughs> you Sorry. love the, you love the fart noise, don't you? Oh, there's there's old Hillary going at it. <laughs> did you see? Uh, did you see old Granny trying to trip up the steps? No. Yeah, yeah some of her uh, handlers had to had to uh, ha- uh, help her up the stairs. I so. did. I did see where there's a Facebook story now about how uh, some one of her Secret Service guys has some some medicine for her. So when she locks up. She has. She's having seizures. Epi, she has a, someone spotted with epipen or whatever. Yeah, but also, yeah. uh, supposedly a story, uh, whistleblower secret service agent says that she has onset dementia. Mm-hmm. Um, could be a precursor for something else. But you can see her get locked up every once in a while. Well, the, the coffin fits to the. Uh, I mean, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, if she stays on uh, teleprompter like Obama, she's great. She she can hold a right. speech. But yeah. once she gets off that and loses a train of thought, <laughs> did you see the Orlando? Uh, uh, the Pulse Gay Nightclub uh, shooter's father was in in the uh, background at uh, the Orlando, Florida uh, rally Hillary held. Oh, did I you did see, see that? that. No. Yeah, uh-uh. yeah. So um, now everyone, of course, is speculating that this was just an honest or like uh, it's open for everyone type thing. Mm-hmm. Number one, I doubt that because those people behind her, obviously, they're going to be vetted. Some sort of right. secret service. I right. mean, pe- secret service is not going to let anyone that close, this close to the race, just come up. I mean, we've had a couple of instances. You know, Bobby Kennedy for one. I mean, so <laughs> they're not going to get that close to the stage right. to candidate without being probably vetted. So, mm-hmm. um, the only thing I'm trying, I can't figure out with it is what good does it do her for the you know to have that like someone like that there. Like, <sighs> if I could come up with anything good about it, I might be able to get on that, but I can't. I, I don't know. I, just sheer stupidity. Yeah. I mean, um, just a subliminal. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I mean, I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. I, I think it probably uh, diversified her already vanilla audience. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, I don't know. I mean, obviously, obviously, this guy didn't pull the trigger that night, but his son is a product of the environment he was raised. Right. And um, you know, this guy, this guy is the one that, like Shway from episode five mm-hmm. was talking about it's just an extremist right. um, misinterpretations and the, his father is that that type of guy he's got his father's also ironically running for the president of afghanistan <laughs> so <laughs> oh my gosh yeah, so uh you know but he's there yeah. hillary's hillary's campaign showing her yeah. support so and i'm not one to jump on any right-wing conspiracies but it's just i don't know it's just kind of you're the one that just tweets that Ellen's racist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she's. Yeah, racist. I saw that today, I'm and I've kidding. I've just been racking my head trying to figure out. I don't think there's no net the, benefit unless yeah. unless she's trying to get all the crazy like uh, the crazy extremist vote, yeah. which yeah. is pretty much seventy five percent of the Democratic Party now. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But uh, I don't know. It's just kind of an interesting thing that I saw, and um, just like I said. I think I'd probably have a better chance of winning the lottery than having this guy show up at a rally I was at. I mean, it's just just kind of an odd piece to it. um. (laughs) Exactly. 
is the mystery. The truth is out there, but we'll probably never find it. So yeah. All right. Well, that's gonna I think wrap up episode eight for us. Ocho. Got- eight is great. <laughs> hey, uh, just, thanks again for tuning in. Check us out on the interwebs. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, SFP Radio, Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast on Facebook. Um, www.southernfriedphilosophy.com is our website. We'll hopefully have a bunch of stuff out there pretty soon. We're transitioning some life changes right now. Yeah, uh, Biggin's moving, and I've got a girl getting back into school, so we'll we'll get some things up uh, updated. Please go to iTunes, Google Play, and uh, Stitcher. Uh, subscribe. Give us a rating. Um, that's how we move up and officially start domination of this global global empire so just think about it i was uh reading another science thing the other day just think there could be aliens listening to this podcast once it hits the waves so, well according to independence day i think they're already here could be <laughs> thanks jeremy for showing up yeah thanks we appreciate your commentary and thanks for the gift that's awesome we yeah, appreciate that sure. and just like always just keep it rolling I'm telling you, Hillary and, Hillary and Trump are the cream of the crap. I will state that for a fact. I mean, I, I just do not. You know what they are. They're just. <laughs> That's right.